This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball season, it comes and goes. But Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park, or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Tonight, the Houston Astros open up a two-game series against the Los Angeles Dodgers at Dodger Stadium in L.A. The Astros, looking for another win on this road trip, have won so far after dropping 4-5 in Oakland, including a 3-1 loss to the A's on Thursday. Jose Arcady, six innings, allowed two runs. Josh Reddick, a double and a run. But the Astros have now lost eight of their last nine games, while the Dodgers, they're losers of three of their last five. They lost their last game Thursday in Arizona by the score of 5-2. to two. Astros 22-23, and 23, second place in the AL West, seven games behind Oakland. The Dodgers, a Major League best, 32-13. and 13. That leads the National League West, three and a half games ahead of San Diego. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. It's Robert Valdez on the mound for the Astros today. And boy, he's really been a workhorse for this ball club. Uh, at least seven innings in five of his last six starts. Yeah, and you know what? And you start to go into some of these games now and you're playing against probably the best team in baseball with the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's a nationally televised broadcast and not really a lot of people know about Framber Valdez yet and he's got a chance to really put himself on the map so uh, kind of a playoff atmosphere for the Astros who are a little bit uh, under 500 now uh, but a big chance for Framber Valdez to show everybody that he's got what it takes uh, to be one of the top two or three pitchers for this Astros team in the playoffs. Lefty Julio Urias on the mound for the Dodgers just uh, 24 years old he got to the big leagues when he was 19, a 3.86 ERA and eight starts so far this year. Yeah, and he's got some hop on his fastball when it's upstairs for the Astros to be successful. I think against Urias is to get the ball down just a little bit where things flatten out uh, just enough to, to really square him up a little bit. Uh, you know what? I don't think he's really uh, fulfilled that promise that, that he did when he first got into the league, but he's still trying to get on track, and the, and the Dodgers are going to uh, kind of lean on him to try to get him uh, further along uh, toward the end of this season, but uh, I think the Astros got to get him down in the zone. Keys to the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, uh, it's been a, a rough road trip for the Astros, getting swept in Anaheim and dropping four out of five to the A's, now seven games back in the American League West. But obviously, they're in second place right now, two and a half games ahead of Seattle, a team that they're going to see here down the stretch. So uh, it seems like maybe the division a little further out of reach now, especially since the Astros and A's don't see each other again this year, but still plenty to play for for the Astros, of course. Oh, there is, you know, and they've got to get better. And we're thinking about it, and you hear comments by a lot of the Astros players that they feel pretty confident 
that once Bregman starts to get regular, consistent at bats, once you get Altuve back into the lineup and get consistent at bats, uh, that you have another week or week and a half to go in the in the season. Once everybody gets out there and you start throwing that lineup out there that you expect, uh, that they can come together. And we talked about this. They just got to get hot at the right time. And they certainly have enough great players. And you think of Brantley and Springer, Altuve, Bray, all these guys, Correa, uh, Gurriel, uh, enough players to really make a, a splash in the postseason. Without question, just trying to get into the postseason and, and get into that three-game wild card round to, to start off. Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros bench coach Joe Espada. And a little later, we'll hear from Joe Davis calling the game tonight for Fox and one of the Dodgers television broadcasters. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. This marks ahead of the two games with the Los Angeles Dodgers sort series. So thought it'd be great to, to talk to Joe Espada, the bench coach for the Astros. Joe, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Doing, doing really well. How tough has this season been on your family? I know you've got uh, little kids. And I know you guys can't be together as much as you want to. How, how tough has it been? It's been tough on, on our family. It's been tough on, on everyone's family, you, you, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're all in this together, and we try to do the best we can with, with the, uh, the situation that we are in. But, uh, uh, you know, it's been, it's, it's been very difficult for sure. Hey, I can't imagine some of the conversations in the coach's room right now with so many young players on this team because of the injuries. Uh, how you go about coaching guys? You got to make sure you don't give them too much information at times, but at other times you got to keep them accountable, don't you? Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, we, we can we can, we remind ourselves every single day that you know player development doesn't end in the minor leagues; it continues also in the big leagues. And we got to be patient. You know, we got to show uh, we got to show some empathy because these kids are going through some really tough times. You know, off the field, then they come to the ballpark and they're they're trying to do the best they can um, to perform at the major league level, which is not easy. So us as coaches, we need to say it's positive. We, we need to remind them that they're, they're more than capable of performing at this level. And, and then we, you know, we, love, we love what we're doing. We're passionate about uh, getting, you know, getting to see these kids uh, uh, perform and, and you know, see what, uh, what the future uh, brings to, uh, to their careers. Talking with Astros coach Joe Espada. And Joe, for those who don't know, uh, what are the responsibilities of a bench coach, say, before the game, the few hours before the game, and during the game? Yeah, so, you know, my day starts, uh, you know, early, and, and my job is to, uh, number one, make sure that the, the schedule is set for the players, make sure that Dusty gets the information he needs uh, to manage the game today. Uh, also, um, go over my video analysis, go over defensive positioning, and so I got a, I got a, ton, a ton of work, but, uh, you know, I kind of map out my day, have a little checklist of things that I need to do, and, I, be and as I go, I start check boxes, and I make sure that they all are covered. Uh, who on this team? You know, I'm curious about this because I've heard of different managers around the league talk about when they thought about becoming maybe a coach or a manager after their playing career. Uh, w when did that moment come for you? Uh, you, you know, happened after my uh, after my tenth my tenth year in the minor leagues. You know, I got to a point where um, you know I saw that uh, you know I was I was getting these jobs in AAA just to mentor other players, just as a backup. 
you know, utility to some younger kids and they wanted me just to mentor them, to help them, to make that, uh, that, that, you know, help them next level. Uh, so uh, I knew uh, that, you know, that the coaching uh, was something that I, I was, I wanted to do. I was doing it already. I said, you know what, why not start my coaching career now? So I started at the age of 31. Uh, as a good friend of mine, Edwin Rodriguez, who was the first uh, Puerto Rican manager to speak with some of the, uh, some of the uh, front office personnel in Miami, and they gave me an opportunity to start coaching. So um, it, was, it, you know, it was great because I was able to um, you know, turn, you know, you know, turn into my coaching career I'm not a player anymore. Now it's my job to develop uh, my style, develop my philosophy, yeah. and a lot of ups and downs. I have a lot of coaches that have mentored me through the years, and my job now is to give all my focus and our attention to our players, make them better, uh, make sure that they, I share my experiences and my knowledge um, to make them better baseball players and to help us win games. Let's look forward a year or two, Joe. Uh, say you're a major league manager. What's your what's your style? What's your philosophy? You know, I think the most important thing, Sparky, is for me to be myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been I have worked with a ton of great managers, and they all have different styles, different ways of communicating, different ways of uh, connecting with players. Yeah. And I think that's very important. I think that's imperative for any player, for any team to succeed, is finding ways how you get your players motivated. I would make them understand that we're all in this together, that the love for the game should always be there. We always should hold each other accountable. We're all in this, you know, until, you know, for seven, eight months. And how can we bring a clubhouse together, building that culture? That's something that I've seen a lot through the years. And I, every year, you know, every year that I see that's the most important thing in, in a clubhouse. I know you pay a, a close attention to a lot of different things. Who on this team as a player – you think might make a, a good coach or a good manager if they choose? Oh, man. You know what? We actually have quite a few, uh, quite a few guys. Um, you know, um, guys like Martin Maldonado, you know, right. Carlos Correa. Um, I talk to guys like Altuve and, you know, like George Springer, knowledgeable, extremely smart guys. You know, they could – they, you know, I don't know if one day they want to get into coaching after the baseball then until right. their career, playing career is over, but – they're super smart. They pay they play attention to details. They're always asking questions. They're always hungry for what's next. What can I do better, Joe? How can I help my teammate? And those are signs of guys that uh, understand what we go through as a team, as a coach. So if they ever decide to go into coaching, man, they, 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 they can do it because they know, they know what it takes. All right, last thing, Joe. I want to ask you about Kyle Tucker. He's really sure. risen uh, maybe the last three and a half weeks. He's taken it to another level. And – I think a lot of you guys knew it was in there. How did you get it out? You know, it's just maturity. He keeps he keeps on this. He keep, he understands now um, the importance of making adjustment day to day. Uh, he actually uh, start asking questions because he knows how teams actually worked them in the past. So now he's able to. You know what? This is what they did to me last year. This is what they're trying to do now. So he's able to make adjustment quickly. Yeah. Uh, he also I seen him. Uh, He's working the cage. It's more, it's, it's the quality of work has really improved. And he understands what type of player he is. He's not trying to do too much. Uh, he, you know, we've seen some, some stuff on the basis also that I, I don't think people really talk about 
you know, how good of a base runner he is. He's, yeah, he's savvy he's hard, out there. He takes good spots. Yeah. You know, he also makes some strides defensively. So he's turning the corner and he's starting to become a complete player, the player that we all expect him to be. All right, two games with the Dodgers, Joe. Thanks for catching up and uh, good luck tonight. Bye, buddy. Take care. This episode of AstroCast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. And welcome back, Robert Ford, joined by Joe Davis, the television voice of the Los Angeles Dodgers, working today's game in his capacity as a broadcaster for Fox Sports. And a busy day for, for Joe. The Astros and Dodgers aren't playing a doubleheader, but, but you are, Joe, or at least you're participating in one. You called a college football game earlier today. I'm actually catching you between uh, your, your two games and, you know, all of this kind of created by what's going on with the pandemic. If you could just kind of describe to folks what, what your day has looked like to this point and, and, and uh, hopefully you're able to get some sleep after all of this is over. Yeah, definitely after, Robert, because there wasn't much before. I was up at five, <laughs> and one of those things where I didn't sleep much because I kept thinking about I can't have the alarm. I can't miss the alarm. You know how that goes. You, you got to yeah. really – early alarm and you overthink it so got up at five got here around six and the game was at 9 a.m pacific time the football game that just ended a little bit ago and as that game was finishing i was kind of putting my football boards away and pulling my baseball notes out and shifting gears but doing it from the same exact studio that i did the football game in so literally sitting at the same desk that i just called the football game with mark elfrich and they flipped the monitors from all the camera angles at the football game to everything I need for the baseball game. How difficult can it be? And I, I'm, if I'm, memory serves, this isn't the first time you've done two games of two different sports in one day, maybe not quite this setup, uh, but what is that like for you in terms of just kind of going back and forth and, and having to switch gears, as you say? I think the harder thing is probably just balancing the prep going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, able to flip my you know, you know knock on wood usually able to, i'm going to call a you know fumble or something tonight during the baseball game <laughs> uh usually able to flip my brain and actually calling the game but just the prep and balancing going into it when you've got two of them in one day where you want to be really up to date on your prep in both and, and that's hard to do so finding a way to budget the time to make sure that you are completely up to date on your prep but uh you know like it, it, it ain't rocket science we're talking sports and, and having fun doing it now let's talk about this this Dodgers team that you've been watching all year. Of course, the Astros and Dodgers played a couple of games at the end of July at Minute Maid Park with the Dodgers winning both of them. And uh, you know, Dodgers a record of, of 32 and 13, best record in in baseball, and uh, kind of in a mode. And the Astros certainly have been here in the past where uh, you can really start thinking ahead to what the postseason is going to look like and putting that all together. And it sounds like the Dodgers have some concerns, certainly with. Uh, how their pitching is going to stack up with Justin with uh, Dustin May leaving the game on Thursday and Walker Bueller dealing with a with a blister and I'd imagine those two things will really kind of determine what's next for for you guys. Yeah, it's you know the the Dodgers have such great depth across the board and when you looked at the starting pitching depth say July first, it's like how are they going to find starts for all these guys? Well, David Price opts out. Ross Stripling gets traded, and then the two injuries you mentioned, the hope and the thought is that they're both minor, but still, if both those guys are, are out, you, you are looking at a bit of a crunch there for starting pitching. And um, Assuming you get both May and Bueller back, I think they're sitting just fine, but if you don't have those guys, you, you go from being very deep in the starting pitching to having that be a potential question going into October. 
Yeah, and that, that certainly is a concern. One of the, the things that hasn't been a concern for the Dodgers this year is that bullpen. Uh, only the A's have a better uh, bullpen ERA. What is, what is it about that, that Dodgers bullpen that you think uh, makes it so good? And we've seen plenty of the A's this year, the Astros have, and, you know, that A's bullpen, in addition to having quality arms, they have guys who have a lot of different looks. Is it kind of similar for the Dodgers' pen? Yeah, I mean, you can go – you can have Bruce Star Gratterall coming in throwing 101 from the right side, and then Adam Kalaric comes in low three-quarters delivery, 90 miles per hour from the left side, just as an example of the, the much different looks you can get. You can go from the left-handed Kalaric to the left-handed McGee. They're both left-handed, but entirely different profiles in the way they attack. And I think overall, I mean, you, get, you got guys making bounce-back seasons like Blake Trinan, who the Astros saw a lot when he was mm-hmm. in Oakland. He's back to his 2018 form in a lot of ways. Kenley Jansen hasn't been quite as good as the numbers show, but bottom line, he's been getting saves, and uh, it's been a nice recovery for him, too, from what was not a very good 2019 by his standards. Julio Arias getting the start today. That originally wasn't the plan. Tony Gonzalez was going to get the start, but wound up being called in the long relief on Thursday in Arizona when Dustin May came out of the game. And Urias, it seems like, He's been a prospect for a while. Uh, you know, got to the big leagues at 19, had some some injuries, but I mean, a really talented young young left-handed pitcher. What can we expect to see from Urias tonight? Yeah, so the the shoulder injury you mentioned that kind of slowed down the the rapid rise that he had to make the majors before he turned 20. He's worked both bullpen and rotation since coming back from that injury. I think that it would be fair to call his season so far frustrating and disappointing where he has been a prospect for so long, he's not anymore. You know, he's been in the majors for parts of five seasons, and so I think you expect a little more than they've got. First innings have been an issue for him, kind of easing into games, uh, so they want him to attack more right away, you know, not, not ease in with the velocity. They want to see 94, 95, 96 right away. Uh, he's developed a new breaking pitch instead of a slider and a curve. It's kind of a slurve now that he feels good about the grip on. And um, his fastball, when he's right, is a, a really good pitch for him as well. It's just he's, he's not quite been right at any point this year. And mentioned you're calling the game tonight for Fox with uh, John Smoltz, and you're the, the Dodgers' regular television broadcaster. So, um, I mean, I'm already expecting Astros Twitter to cry foul about the Dodgers guy doing the, the national oh, broadcast. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what, I mean, do, what does that, what does that change for you as a, as a broadcaster? I mean, obviously, you know, it's a, a slightly different audience. Do you, do you try and do anything differently when you're, you're doing a game for a Dodgers game for a national audience as opposed to your local audience like you used to? Definitely. It's, it's different in the preparation, and I think it's different in the execution. I, you come in to do a national game, you have to try to teach the fans who are watching this every day, and like their fandom in a lot of ways almost like the level where it's their job, right? That's the great thing about fandom. You obsess with right. what you watch. And so as a national announcer, you have to come in and try and, at the very least, not screw up the stories that they know so well. So uh, really studying the Astros hard leading into it. And, and you know, we, we study the other teams before uh, we call games for our respective teams, you for the Astros, me for the Dodgers, but not quite to the quote-unquote expert level that you try to when you're coming in as a national guy. So in the preparation, it's different. And then in the act of calling the game, yeah, you, you know, you, you play it down the middle more than I would if I was calling it on Dodger TV. And 
it's something that I've done before and have done many Dodger giant games on national TV. And that's a similar thing with the uh, much longer history in the rivalry where it's just a, a kind of a mental tweak. And once you get going with it, it, it's really not as difficult of a thing. And, and I guess we'll let Astros fans be the judge of that. But for me, it doesn't feel as difficult as it, as it may look like it would be. All right. Well, Joe Davis calling the game tonight for Fox sports. Uh, have a good call today. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's a, it's a good game for, for all of us to broadcast. Hope so, Robert. Always good to talk to you. Astrocast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLB, and your Astros. Brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to Astrocast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast of the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way. Dusty, do you have any update on uh, what Altuve, how Altuve is looking? He's looking pretty good. Uh, he hit today in the cage, and uh, you know that's a great indicator. We were we were curious to see how he was going to be, you know, uh, swinging on that leg. So, uh, you know, he looked pretty good. We're about to go outside and and test his uh, running. I think it's uh, we can't right now because the Dodgers are are on the field with their team photos, and so. Um, you know, he'll go out and, and, and test it. I mean, he's in good uh, spirits, good frame of mind, and uh, he said he felt pretty good hitting. Are you all going to be able to do anything on the field before the game because of the air quality? I know the Dodgers aren't taking BP. Yeah, but, I mean, but this is their home. You know, I mean, they know, uh, you know, we haven't been here since the World Series. So, yeah, uh, you know, two years ago. I mean, you know, we're we're slated to, to do something on the field. I remember when I was a player playing here, uh, you know, they would be like a, uh, uh, air quality warnings. And uh, this is, uh, you know, do not go outside, don't exercise. But we'd be out there taking band practice. You know what I mean? And uh, the air quality the last few years has been a lot better. You know, the emission controls uh, that they put on cars, um, you know, less cars on the highway, but this you know, the fires have, have, have really uh, made the air quality bad. So I haven't been out yet. Do you have any update on uh, Blake Taylor or Chris Davinsky? Uh No, none on Davinsky. Blake is uh, is feeling pretty good. Um, he'll probably be on the mound, I think, either today or tomorrow. And, uh, you know, he, he was just, you know, he needed some, you know, some rest. He doesn't feel any discomfort. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't his arm isn't sore or anything uh, so like he's you know he should be ready here pretty soon do you think both Altuve and Taylor could be back during during the homestand you think possibly yeah yeah do you have any further reports on Verlander uh nope he's supposed to throw today you know we don't have any reports on him yet supposed to throw today if he comes out of that you know pretty good then he's supposed to throw his next time out you know versus some hitters so uh you know he's uh you know, he's progressing well. How have, uh, I don't know if you've gotten anything, but have you talked to him about how he's felt, how his arm and elbow and forearm have felt since he's gotten off the mound? No, I haven't spoken to him. I haven't spoken to him on this, on this road trip. I know, uh, um, you know, Jeremiah speaks to him often. But Jeremiah said he's feeling pretty good. Dusty, do you expect, given what happened the last time you guys played the Dodgers, do you expect any extracurricular activities or any carryover from what happened in that first series? No, 
I mean, I never expect any anyway. You know what I mean? So expecting it doesn't really do any any good. So you just got to go out there and just play the game, and we got to beat them. I mean, we need victory. You know what I mean? So I'm not uh, anticipating any extra, you know, curricular activities, as you put it. Nope. I think I think Joe Kelly is serving his suspension. I think. Um, you know, like he's not available. So, you know, all right. One more. Do you have any, um, it looked like Brad Peacock's velocity was down a little bit in his last start. Is he okay health-wise? Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, he was, I mean, the, the time before that, you know, he threw the ball, you know, where he usually throws it. And so, um, you know, the days off help I mean, we just have to, uh, monitor his 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 game activities. Like, I mean, that's the toughest part, you know, to monitor everybody's game activities, you know, because like, you know, we're really trying to protect, you know, guys like Paredes and, um, <clears throat> you know, the young guys, you know, that aren't used to throwing a couple days in a row. Uh, it, it makes it a little tough, you know, on who we can use or who's available, you know, almost daily. I mean, these days off help, uh, and then the day off. When we get back home, uh, Monday is going to help. Um, but, uh, you know, from there, you know, we got to start, you know, it's, it's push time. We got to win some games. So hopefully everybody's uh, arms and everything responds as we need them. Dusty, what's the next step with McCullers? The next uh, what's that? What's the next step with McCullers? Uh, just to see, you know, how if that nerve – you know, it's calmed down, and, and hopefully getting back on the mound. If it has calmed down, hopefully getting back on the mound here soon. Uh, you know, uh, like you said the other day, you know, 95% uh, of it, uh, you know, was subsided now. It would be that last 5% that's, you know, that's the hardest and the, and the most important. That ball's hit well. Left center field, cutting across his Grossman. He'll catch it. Tagging at third base, Maldonado. He'll score on the sacrifice fly by Yuli Gurriel, and the Astros lead it 6-3. to Yuli, how important is this two-game series for you guys and just in general? How important are the next, like, couple of weeks for you guys just to kind of get back on the right footing before the playoffs? Yeah, uh, these are important games for us. We've had, obviously, a rough stretch here lately, but this is an opportunity for us to, to change the narrative on that, playing a good team like the Dodgers, a chance to turn the page for us. Yuli, why do you think you guys? Um, why do you think you guys have been so inconsistent, especially some of the good teams you guys have played? Yeah, obviously we haven't been playing our best baseball lately. It feels like we just can't put together both parts of the game at the same time, whether it's defense or whether it's offense, pitching. I mean, we haven't been able to put all of it together at the same time, and that's what we need to do to be able to win some games here. Is there any extra spice or anything to play in the Dodgers, just given the rivalry that's kind of manifested between you guys? Yeah, obviously they were our World Series rivals from a couple of years ago, um, and they're a good, really good team. But I don't think there's anything extra um, on top of that. It's just a good baseball team that you want to beat a good baseball team. AstroCast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. See you later! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 